What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda. As per usual, we're gonna we're in a mood tonight, first and foremost. I can tell you that I've talked to Barra for all of two seconds, um, and I can uh-huh. tell you that we're in a bit of a mood. Um, Look, man, Destiny decided to just ruin her back, so she's been out of commission for quite some time. You're telling me she did it on purpose, is what is what you're claiming. Yeah, I think she's just trying to take time off work, make me do all the chores around mm-hmm. the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. today, she had to get a doctor's note, and now she's on, like, muscle relaxers and all that mm. fun stuff. Dude, and I, I just, hate being on muscle relaxers. They make me feel like I don't know. I don't like the way they make me feel. I'm not. I'm not. I never. I've never taken them before. But my dad had to take them a lot for UPS. So mm, yeah, we I, had to. We had to take them after our car accident, uh, and they sucked. Um, oh, what we'll do just, they do? They just. Well, I'll give you one guess. Go ahead. Oh, Destiny already did this, by the way. She said they just relax your muscles. <laughs> okay, so you asked Destiny. She said, what, what, I wanted to see what if, me to say? I wanted to see if you had a different uh, experience with them. No, they, like, re- they just, like, relax your muscles. But, like, they, I don't know. I feel like whenever I was on muscle relaxants, I, like, my body just didn't feel right. Like, I, I don't know. And that's different than relaxing your muscles, you goof. Yes, right. It does, but that's what it does. It also <laughs> relaxes your muscles. It does both. There's no arguing with that. Does uh, it just affect you, like, mentally or something, or what? Um, I don't remember, man. My, oh. my mental's been affected uh, just in general. I'm not, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather as well. I think it's just a little bit of the post-land catch-up as, uh, as, uh-huh. as usually happens, so... I think we're going to have a bit of a shorter episode this week. Apologies to everyone out there, but uh, sometimes they don't think it'd be like it is, but it do, you know? I, yeah, I don't know what you just said, but yeah, uh, we both need a shorter episode today, honestly. Yes, uh, so that's the way it's got to be. We apologize in advance. Uh, before we get into it, want to let you guys know that uh, if you missed last week's episode, um, the big news is that we've got some new hot off the press technology coming through in order to help us bring the best uh, interactive live AMA episodes possible. Um, And that is going to be Sunday, November 10th, I believe, as I go to my phone calendar. Uh, No, the 14th, Sunday, November 14th. I didn't think the 10th was a Sunday. Um, We're going to have a special episode where uh, you'll still be able to, to watch live on Twitch or watch it on YouTube or listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen on. Um, but if you want to be involved and support the show, uh, we will be selling tickets for you to be able to attend the show and ask us questions and be, and be live on the air with us, um, which would be a lot of fun. And, uh, I didn't mention this last week, but we're in the, the works of creating a exclusive backliners NFT. So if you're into NFTs and that kind of stuff, you would get that with your ticket purchase, um, and get a little, uh, moment in time from the show that you can call your yeah a little added bonus besides just being able to talk to us you actually get something attainable from the show yeah you get both yep that's uh you get a little bit of both so uh i think tickets will uh be going on sale starting either end of this week or early next week but we'll have uh, more information on that um on next week's show but again mark it on your calendars november 14th uh, a special ama episode with 
some real interaction from the Backliners fans, which should be really cool. So we're, uh, we're very much looking forward to that. Um, all right, let's get into Please it then. Please don't troll us. Please don't troll us. Uh, <laughs> I'll come to your house. Um, but not in a way you'll like. Wait, that sounds worse. Okay, oh, no. <laughs> okay man. Awesome. Uh, let's talk about the SEC. Why the episode has to be short. Yeah, that's why the episode has to be short, bro. My brain is just not working. Uh, SEC playoffs happened this weekend. It felt, it all felt like a fever dream, to be honest, because I, look, <clears throat> how do I get oh, through no. this? I got to get through it somehow. Okay. All of those SEC teams are filled with really good players. Oh, um, no. They're really good oh, players, no. uh, and I respect them as players and as teams. However, um, having to break down some of those drafts. Oh, yeah. Stretched me thin a little bit, you know? I used a lot. I had to really fire up the old hamster upstairs. You know what I mean? That's why it's all out of gas today. Yeah, that's why it's all out of gas today. That's right. Oh, they do some nonsense. To, to paraphrase what Percy said in the chat, I agree with that. However, uh, it does make it really fun to watch. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. get, it, it was a really fun land. It was really cool to see everyone. Um, but yeah, Barrow, what are some of your before we go into like specifics? Uh, mm-hmm. What were your takeaways from watching the uh, the SEC land? Uh. They have a completely different meta of Smythe than we do, I will yep. say. Um, I didn't watch a lot of the EU games, but the NA games were very scrappy, very aggressive, especially in duo lane, I will say. I think kind of every NA duo lane seemed to just be like full smork mode at each other. Oh, yeah. Like, we don't care if the jungler's here, like, we will be fighting you and you will be reacting to our aggression to, to quote meerkat if i die i die and yeah. that's the way they play and it was very very fun to watch um i think i think we'll see how they do against the spl teams if they maintain that level of aggression and kind of some it, it becomes scripted over a while mm-hmm. what they're going to be doing so we'll see if they are able to maintain those strategies yeah um and then <laughs> Just some of the drafts were very off the wall, like especially when they have like three gods in their top three that can go in like three different roles. Yeah. Just based off of their players, like it was very confusing, and I felt the same way you guys did on the desk. I was just like, I can't break this down. I don't know where they're going. They could literally put this anywhere. Like I think it was when they did when Baskin's team did like Knox and Eset. I was oh, like, Oh God, was that what? draft bad? Oh, uh, that draft was bad. There's no other word for it. Well, there are words for it, but they're all worse than bad. Um, yeah, it was special, you know, special draft. It was really bad. Yeah, that draft was and, horrible. And some of the plays that were happening, like when <laughs> Nehu died to BQ level one. Bruh. That is correct. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, that was a rough, that was a rough moment for Nehu. I, I got to watch it back when you guys did the, um, I guess, like, replay whatever after the yeah. game. It didn't look as bad from his perspective. Yeah, because he almost killed die him. That way. Ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ish. And <laughs> just, just, it's just entertaining to get your beads burnt by a Kabrakin level one only on a streamer and still die. Yep. Yeah, that probably didn't feel great for him. I, okay, I don't know, man. Here's the thing. 
Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I said it at the, at the very end of the, the LAN, um, and I truly believe this to be true. We have seen um, SCC teams or minor league teams or whatever they were at the time. We saw Armada beat Rival, who was the best team in the league at that point, at a LAN yep. with a degenerate draft. Erlong mid double chalice mm-hmm. uh, is what beat them game one. And then game two, they stomped them again. Um, yep. It can happen. 100%. It can totally happen. However, uh, the only way that it can happen is if you, they if they can drag these SPL teams down into the depths of mm-hmm. smite play. Down in the mud. Down into a... 1400 MMR ranked game, you know, like that's what, that's what needs to happen uh, in order for, for that style of smite to be successful against players that are as good as SPL players. Um, so I'm interested in, I'm talking mostly about NA here. Cause I think EU plays a much more traditional brand uh, of smite. And we'll talk about the, the teams in particular here in a minute, but um, it can certainly work. Uh, you know, I, I think that stuff like the the problem that these teams will have is that they're going to be going up against at the placement rounds. They're going up against better teams. I don't know how much good practice they'll be able to get because these SEC teams that have lost, they probably won't scrim. Their season's done. Mm-hmm. Why would they be scrimming? Uh, and you don't want to just be scrimming against just the other SEC team because you'll create a little mini meta that won't be indicative of what you're going to see at the LAN. And how many SPL teams are going to be willing to scrim you? Um, leading up to that event. So I think it's a really big uphill battle for those SCC teams, even more than it looks on paper. Uh, mm-hmm. And teams are going to be ready for Wukong mid and Tsukiyomi mid in the case of the Winter Dogs. And um, and for the other, and for Sleekness, you know, they play a little bit more traditionally, but still Quig's picks, people are going to be ready for uh, a little bit mm-hmm. more so than they were at this land. So I don't know. I mean... Uh, Obviously, I'm very excited to see them play at the placements, um, but I am curious as to, you know, what what their practice leading up to that event is really is really going to look like. I think maybe they will scrim a few SPL teams here and there because you can kind of help out the SEC team on the other side of the group stage or whatever. I guess that is. I, I guess that is like and, a good thing to do for your chances is to have the SEC team win theoretically. Yeah, I don't know if that's something SPL teams would want to do, or if you could just, like you said, just lock them out into their own little mini meta. Okay, okay, Barra, but how about this? Tell me, okay. th- say, hey, Ven, um, you know, Winter Dogs are on the other side of the bracket, theoretically. Uh, oh, Ven won't. No shot, Ven won't. Ven, let's play. We're, we're scrimming Winter no, Dogs I... today, and he's going to be like, nope. okay, man, you guys are going to load in. Benny's going to be on chalk mid. <laughs> and what is Ven going to say to that, huh? Uh, redraft? <laughs> okay, you guys redraft. He's on Wukong mid. What's he gonna say? What's he gonna say that? He's got to run out of picks eventually, right? <laughs> We're gonna ban them all. That's the thing, man. You can't ban out Benny Q. He's he's got too many of them. Kobraken, Wukong, Set, Sukiyomi. Oh yeah, Chalk. Yeah, it was like five. Yeah. yeah, you can't ban them all. Well, I guess we're just screwed then. Actually, well, I mean, that's just Vin's loss, right? He's yep. not going to practice, but the rest of us will. Oh, he'll get some practice. He'll get some practice. Mental think, practice. Some mental like, practice, that's right. Straight to the DS1 cues. Oh, oh did you want to go over, like, 
for this episode, did you want to go over like each SEC match? Yeah. Or you just want to go uh, over, like... No, let's go over the teams. Let's go over. I mean, you said you mostly watched NA, so we can kind of go over all four yeah. NA teams, and then maybe a little bit. Uh, we, we should definitely talk about the EU guys as well because um, they had a pretty uh, a pretty fun land as well. Um, we'll start mm. in NA though, uh, and we'll talk first about the team who won. I suppose let's talk about Sleekness. Um, I thought this team was not going to do well at all. To be to be completely honest with you, because uh, I go ahead. Which teams had subs? Um, the Hoofs had had Cope instead of Mask. Winter Dogs had Sybil instead of Gamma. And um, Artisans had Krim instead of Pagon. Oh, so every team had a sub except Ex- for except Sleekness? for Sleekness. I believe that is true. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, yeah, even with that, I didn't think they were going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, this team did not, you know, they got some. They got they beat the Hoofs, they beat the they beat the Artisans, they beat the Winter Dogs, or maybe they didn't beat the Artisans. They beat the Winter Dogs and the Hoofs, the top two seeds during the regular season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, whatever, it's regular season play. You know, all these guys are land rookies. Um, I was not a believer in their duo lane. Uh, of Quig and Dude Man Bro four two nine, um, and I Dude Man Bro, uh, for <laughs> he was he. What happened to him, man? When he joined that team, when he joined that team, and and first started playing with them, he was horrible, horrible. And I said as much to him, so I I don't feel bad saying it on a podcast. He was sprinting it down in their games mm-hmm. and Wait, he comes like, to land no no like oh, okay, inting okay. every lane okay nice he comes to land and he's nasty he's sick was, did he change Godpool? no he was smorking like the oh he just it was, he played, it's he's, he's an izanami one trick so yeah. that everyone started banning the iza then he would go to hachi and he would smurf on him with hachi and then he and then he did the dupid as he called it, uh, as the third pick. It was crazy, dude. He played Barra. No, okay. No offense to you. I watched him play Hachiman. Okay, he gets trapped by a Yamoja wall. Uh huh. I think he played it better than you would have. I think you would have died in that Yamoja wall, dude. Man, bro. You know, I actually remember watching that, and I was like, "Why didn't anyone do damage to him?" He he's he's like, moving on him. He, no, he double relic then ulted out, and I was like, how does he stay in a Yamoja ult and double relic and not die? I was like, where's the I don't know. The that, that's what I'm saying, bro. He, he was untouchable. He danced at the end of the, or at the, like, edge of the Yamoja. I thought he was going to, like, ult out and panic. And then no. he just, like, stood his ground, double relic, ulted out, and I was like, yeah. He played it, per- he played it perfectly. He's a beast. Yeah, he did. I don't get it. I, how did it happen? I have a lot of res- I don't, I don't know. I have a lot of respect for how he plays because he's full smorks team fights, but somehow yeah. gets away with it. Dude, he flanked as Hachi and yeah. lived, and then yeah, and then killed Wowie. Yeah, he died. No, I think he lived through that fight. The oh, one by fire like, is the yeah, one I'm thinking of. I'm pretty sure he died. Oh, maybe he died. Pretty sure he traded know. him for Wowie. Whatever. He that fight looked like a lost fight for them until yep. he like absolutely smurfed it. I, I don't know, man. He turned up. He's crazy. Him He's and nuts. Quig together are a very, 
aggressive style duo lane and very very fun to watch i will say yeah no they played really well i thought they won a lot of their games through duo uh it was a lot of games through duo and a lot of games through oath um i think oath is legit man i don't know i think that even on other teams you know that's the one guy that did not surprise me with him popping off um I think he's going to be a, a top of the SEC jungler until it's time for him to, to potentially get a shot at SPL. Cause I think, I think he's really, really good. Yep. I mean, I've been noticing him in ranked for a, a long time and it's kind of funny, even before the, I did, I did a salt tournament and mm-hmm. I think he won it with like Paul and that crew. Um, and before that, he was popping. And then the whole time of the assault tournament, he kept getting assassins like popping off the whole time. I was like, Oh, this guy's actually legit, and then he just kept playing ranked and just looked really good every time I saw him in ranked games. Yep, yep, that guy, uh, that guy's super good for sure. And Nehu and Chronic just like did their jobs, and that's to- that's what you need to do to win games. Um, you know, th- definitely not uh, a slight at them at all. Um, all right, winter dogs. I mean, I'll Aqua let you. I'll looked, let you take the lead on these. I think Aqua looked really good Sybil was kind of Sybil was kind of hit or miss uh depending on the games I feel like some games he would hard carry and other games he wouldn't really have much of an impact yep um kind of same for Wowie I think Wowie was on the kind of the worst end of it um not really sure if it was like his team not playing around him or pretty just couldn't get out damage in fights or what it was yeah. Um, and then Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Benny would int a lot in mid, like die early, and then sometimes hard carry, and yep. then sometimes not make an impact. Uh, I feel sure. like that's the nature of the gods he was playing, right? Like, yeah, agreed. I mean, it's very like a feast or famine play style, in my yep. opinion. Yep. You have to, you're either popping or doing nothing on Assassin's Mid. And to his credit, he popped more than he did nothing. Um, agreed. Here I know I know Benny's in the chat, so uh, I, I you know I don't feel like I'm talking behind his back so much. Here's the thing that I don't really understand though is that I think Benny's a really good mage player. Like yeah, especially one. like when I see him <laughs> playing ranked, I'm like, oh, this guy's sick. Yeah, and then, like it came to land, I was like, oh, he's gonna play some mages. No, it's he played like two. Suki. Yeah, and and look, you know, I know that that's you know that's the play style they were going for, and I think that. Uh, there's a way to um, structure those drafts to give them, like, getting Benny's God low in the draft or, you know, making sure that Kirmi is ready to play Sukiyomi and Set and, you know, that, that um, you know, Aqua is only playing Guardians, but if they can find a way to start flexing these, like, Wukongs and that kind of stuff to solo... And then giving them that flex, like that team would be so hard to draft against if they had that threat of we're well, not top twoing our solo laner every game. Even though, like, if it's Cthulhu, whatever, or I guess, yeah, is, I, but I don't know. I, think I, I feel like they could really go with some flexibility there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, I think Aqua is so good on those picks, like the Serb and Cthulhu, that I, in my opinion, giving him the Wukong would be bad right now because I don't think yeah, Wukong's it's not really the meta for sure. Too great. Um, Just sign it with Wukong you. Jungle forehead. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not. Um, yeah, I I have respect for their playstyle, but it's. It, like I said, very feast for famine. I think Kimi looked really good sometimes, and then yeah. late game he would have like a lot of random deaths or like random trades. Like even if he had fire giant, he would go for like an all in play. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's like sloppy, but it's very like 50-50 whether, whether that play works out or not. Yep. And yeah, overall, I would say their team just looked very scrappy and very feast or famine, like across the board. Yeah, everyone. I mean their play style was a lot of fun to watch, and I think that. If they can become this, you know, there's not a lot of time before placements, but if they can become this dual threat-esque team where they have the capability to gun you down early with, like, Wukong mid or play, like, a patient scaling style with, like, Merlin, um, that they could be really hard to draft against. Uh, but their, their current strategy can work. Going off what you said, though, I think that nearly every game the winter dogs really struggled. Uh, their duo really had tough times in laning phases. Yeah. Um, and I was literally, I was talking to someone after the land, I think it might've been Mifflin or something like that. And I was like, yeah, you know, I can't wait to see the winter dogs. Like these SPL mids are not going to be ready to get like a Wukong shoved down their throat level two. Like they just won't be ready for it maybe, but think like, let's, let's take your team. For example, Benny can Benny and Kirmi can kill Ven all they want. You and Jake, if their duo plays that way, like it won't even be a game. Like yeah. you guys will dominate them in duo so hard, and, and that's the area that I think they need to work on. So before the placement stage, is like working around how to what whether it's picks or play style or the way they're playing I mean, the map or or whatever it is. To me, it's kind of like my team last year where. It was kind of like, if me and Jake get going, we will pop off and hard carry. But if me and Jake don't yeah. get going, our team is very readable. And yes. I think right now, you in this version of Smite, I think you need to be multifaceted. Yes. And have several different win cons in your players. Agreed. Um, but Aqua's a win con. Benny can be a win con. Mm-hmm. Kirmi can be a win con. Uh, Dude. They've got those. Aqua really impressed me. The whole, okay. I mean, I'm an, I agree. I'm an Aqua fanboy. Me too. Love was... Aqua. Beast player. Absolutely nuts mechanics. But uh, you want to know why I actually think he popped off so hard? Why? I think it was actually Kirmi. Because I think Kirmi, like, inted at the beginning of every fight intentionally. <laughs> it Kirmi played initiator out of jungle. And so Aqua sure. didn't have to. And so Aqua could come in and play cleanup, which, mm-hmm. as we've talked about in the past, 
is what Aqua wants to be doing. Aqua is not yep. the type of solo laner to get in there and start fights for you. He wants to end them. I think <laughs> Kirmi did a really good job, and Benny for that matter, and, and setting up for both of them um, to let Aqua kind of be that like cleanup crew kind of guy. Uh, I think that, that their right side of the map was working really well together. Agreed. Uh, what team's next? We're talking about Baskin's team, I guess. Yeah, Hoofs. The Herculean Hoofs. Uh, I think they kind of had the same problem. I think they're dueling. I think Snoopy looked pretty weak all weekend. Yeah, um, he either, like, hard carried or did... Uh, he got, to be fair to him, he got the treatment from... Yeah, he... From he Oath. got the vote treatment. <laughs> Dude, he got the vote treatment hard. Like, he was getting camped, and he was not playing around it particularly well. Yeah. But he was getting the absolute treatment. Um, I thought that this sub was the most noticeable to how mm -hmm. they played the game. And, you know, Cope had a lot of really good games. Um, and then Cope had some games where he just couldn't do anything. Oh. And that's been Cope's play style his whole career. Like, that's just, that's who he is as a player. I think Mask is a pretty hard player to replace calm-wise yep. and yep. playstyle-wise. Yep. He just has a very special way of influencing the map and forcing you to play around that and also getting his boys to, like, make a certain play. Mm -hmm. And I think, I assume Baskin had to step up a lot for comms and playmaking, and yep. he might not have been used to it, or I'm not sure what happened from the outside, but yeah. I know Mask is a player, and yeah. Yeah, Mask, uh, Mask is the primary shot caller for that team and for any team he's ever been on. That's just who he is uh, as mm -hmm. a player, and he's really, really good at it. So, um, you know, I think that it's very fair to say that that team underperformed, uh, but I don't think it was them just messing up. I think teams just put them in difficult spots, and they mm -hmm. did not do a good job of reacting uh, to those I, spots. I also feel like Baskin... They're like, okay, for your, for like a metaphor, I feel like they were like drowning in the basket, like kept trying to like pick everybody up. And yep. it was just like, okay, I think Baskin played really well. And I don't want to sound like rude, but I just feel like there wasn't anyone else making the same amount of plays that Baskin was making. And no, no one else was really trying to like <clears throat> pull the game back in their favor as much as Baskin was. That no, but I mean... Like, Baskin was obviously playing the best on that team by a country yeah. mile. Uh, and that's the Baskin the boys experience, you know. That's yep. uh, that's usually what you get sometimes with uh, with Baskin on your squad. Um, for the Sturdy Artisans, uh, this team, it felt like a lot of dual lanes really, like, struggled in this land. I was kind of surprised at Griffin Ionic, uh they did. The, they had the same thing. They either absolutely popped and carried. I thought Griff had a really good LAN for the most mm -hmm. part. I thought he played really well. Um, but sometimes they just fell really far behind in duo. Sinos picks, obviously, you know. The Assassin tab's good. We should probably <laughs> use it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the Slap and Ims are pretty good right now. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Scotty builds them, so you got that going for you. Wait, he played Scotty? He sure did. He played a Scotty jungle uh, game. Uh, okay, one second. I got to change on my headset better. You can go on a rant. Real quick. Yeah. Oh, about Scotty jungle, I'd be happy to. No, I, I don't know. I think that this team, I thought that not having Pagan was pretty noticeable for them as well, just in terms of how they wanted to play the map and that kind of stuff. Sino. Sino and Relentless won 
didn't seem to be as synced on their dives as they typically are. And I don't know if, you know, I don't know how much of a, excuse Oh, excuse me. Factor, uh, Pagon is in their comms and that kind of stuff, but it just didn't feel like they were ever really on the same page, both in the drafting mm-hmm. phase and in like how they actually played the map. Uh, I don't know that that team like I couldn't even tell what was going on, uh, like what was super wrong with them because they just weren't playing anywhere near what they normally play. Not even like quality wise all the time, but just like. I don't know, the way they played the map. Uh, it just seemed yeah. all very frantic. I don't honestly really remember any of their games. Did they lose, like, 0-4? No, they lost 2-1 to the Hoofs and then 2-1 to Winter Dogs, I believe. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so they won two out of their uh, out of their six games. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, now to move over to Europe. Um, how, much of, how much of the European land did you watch here, Barry? I watched a fair bit. I missed the finals, um, but I saw the ending of the finals. Um, okay. The finals were around close. that time. Yeah, uh, I think it was like a 3 0, right? Or like. A very swift one. One free game from winner's bracket and then like a 2 0. Yes. Um, I remember Rapio getting two Pintas stolen. Absolutely criminal. Absolutely criminal. Pretty troll, but the one under tier two understandably i think he got he lost it to like a mystical proc or like a bluestone tick or something yeah but i mean that's fine but the gab knock up you know that thanatos is catching that guy did you watch that game live by the way that thanatos game i don't think so i don't i don't don't remember honestly okay let me explain to you what happened um in that game okay rapio is playing thanatos as you know, mm-hmm. he did not hit an enemy god until 15 minutes into that game. He had zero player damage until like past 15 minutes. He then comes into a fight, does 3k damage in one fight, which is like a lot, Double gets a double kill, then does not hit another enemy god until he pentakills them. That's kind of crazy. He, he was involved in two fights that game, which is crazy. crazy. And look, That's I think Rapio is a legitimately really good player. I have a lot of respect for him as a player. But here's the thing. I saw him tweet afterwards. I knew we'd win oh, late game. Oh, I saw game. that tweet too. Yeah. I knew we'd win late game. I think it was right for me to not hit, any, hit anyone for 15 minutes of Thanatos. I'm here to say that can't be right. It can't be. It's not possible. There's no world in which... There were no opportunities to poke someone out of lane. When you were there sharing a mid-wave, you couldn't have tossed a little death scythe over there. Coast, your comp might have been OP, man. Your There's comp couldn't have benefited from... are OP, and their junglers still do damage. <sighs> what? I've drafted some strong comps before, and I think if my team ever said, don't worry, guys, we'll fight at 15 minutes, I've already lost the game. <laughs> I hit someone, man! You're Thanatos! <laughs> what? Look, man, EU just plays differently, man. It's just a different. No, the of rest Smite. of them were fighting. That's the crazy part. It's not oh. like no one was fighting ever. It's that he wasn't. Look, man, there's was no opportunities. 
I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying You're to... You're trying to rile me up and it's working, Barry. No, I'm not trying to rile you up. I'm trying to save him. Yeah, no. Look, like I said, he won the game. He got a pentakill, basically. He's a great player. I have a lot of respect for him. He should have hit someone in the first 15 minutes of the game. That's all I'm saying. Both of my statements can be true, number. right? He can be a really good yeah. player and should have hit someone, right? Yeah. All right. That's... I, I completely agree. Okay. Great. Now we're all on the same page. Uh, let's talk about that team first then. Uh, Kazakh fan club. Uh, Rapio and Coast, obviously the two players that we talk about a lot because um, mm-hmm. of, of their competitive history. But uh, Gunter in the mid lane, really good. Calvin, I don't know. Maybe Coast can shed some light in the chat um, as to why he is no longer on Team Joystick because I thought he was really good on that team but got replaced by I Silenced. Um and and so join this team and I think Calvin has really impressed me even though I didn't really know his name before this phase maybe that's my fault but maybe it isn't um, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you've got Bevy Monster over there in the solo lane which is a name that makes me laugh so we've got that <laughs> and he's pretty good um, this team uh, they they impressed me um, oh apparently Co said they wanted silence back ever since he left um, by the eye test. I think Calvin's better than I Silence, but I didn't watch that much. Uh, mm-hmm. But Calvin impressed me more, so lucky for you, Coast. Uh, that's all I got to say. Um, what What were your impressions from watching this team, Barry? Uh, honestly, I don't really remember their games. Okay, great. Uh, like, like I said, I remember mostly the NA games, but I don't remember a lot of the EU games, all unfortunately. Right, I think this team... Uh, I, I got Coast there. popping off and me having a lot of respect for Coast and then Rapio making I, I watched plays. I watched earlier today Coast absolutely running you in some NA ranked. Yeah, he runs me nonstop, dude. He's sick. He is sick. Yeah. All right, we're on the same page. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can do. He's he's Coast. He's Coast. That's all. That's all there's, there is to it. That's all that's, there is to all. it. And then he cues the adapting. And adapting goes Bancroft, Sunfall, Alquan. Uh huh. And that's the crit. And then he goes Mantle, six item. <laughs> you killing that guy okay, or what? No, you're you're rallying me up right now. All right, perfect. That now uh, and I forgot. Now about my ranked games on stream. And now <laughs> disgusting. And now the podcast is blind because we've gone eye for an eye. Um, yeah, I think this Kazakh fans club team is pretty good. Um, I mean, they clearly. I think they came in with a very cohesive game plan. And I think that a lot of teams, even SPL teams at times, struggle with that. Um, And so I always personally like to see whenever a team knows how they want to play the map and knows their win condition and all that kind of stuff. Um, And even in the games, you know, a lot of games, I I thought that they were drafting to play around duo and then something would go wrong in duo and they wouldn't be able to play around there anymore. And they were still able to kind of adjust their game plan accordingly. Um, which is also something that it takes time time to learn for a lot of teams. So I don't know, man. I, I mean, obviously they've got an uphill battle playing from EU, but uh, I think these guys are talented, and I think they want it a lot. And they uh, if they come in and, and play really well, they could they could probably make some noise. All right. Yeah, close to the sick cooler. Sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm going back so I can actually remember the games. But he did pop off in the older game. Yeah, yeah, I really don't remember these games. I'm clicking through my VOD, and I just... 
Yep, nothing. <laughs> I remember yelling at E-Chrome for picking Chernobog and then not building crit. Uh, uh -huh. I was not happy with that. I don't understand why you wouldn't go crit on Chernobog, because, like, especially in a team at, like, and you have a Merlin, you can force them to buy Spectral, you know? They'll be yep. sad. Your Merlin's going to pog off then, but then yep. you build full team fight, and it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense, and that's why, uh, and that's why they went off. That's all there is to it. Um, on the other side, the other team that qualified, Elysium. I mean, I, I don't know. We, we talked about this team winning all the time. I'm sick of talking about how much better they are because they are just better. Uh, adapting just like jungle gaps everyone routinely. Um, even players who are really good, like like Rapio, uh, you're up against Kenneth. Like, if Kenneth has one of his good games, you have to really try hard to get him on a, on a pick that he's not going to own you with. And then you got to take him out of the game and... SPL teams tried to do that for literally like five years and failed routinely. So uh, it's just going to happen to you. I don't know what else to say. He's a very, very, very hard player to shut down. And if you do try to shut him down, he just gets angry. <laughs> and you don't want him to get angry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think he's literally just smurfing. Yeah, I don't know. It. He, he's just owning in team fights. Uh Angry's really good, Terror M's really good, Spudio and Trix are a really good duo lane. Like, this team has legitimately no holes. Uh, mm -hmm. I I don't know. I think that they're going to be a team that, like, if teams don't prep for them and the way they play and how they pick, if teams, like, if an SPL team doesn't respect that team and just gives them everything they want, uh, they'll lose. Yep, I, I think I think they will lose to that team. Now, if they do their homework, they should beat them, but... If they don't do their homework, they will lose. I mean, every SPL team should be doing their homework on all the SEC teams because the should SEC be. teams, when they play against you, have nothing to lose. So they will be playing very confidently mm -hmm. because they are not expected to win anyway. So if you go in unexpected, kind of like what Rival did back in the day against Meerkat's team, like you, you gave them an inch and then they took literally everything. So yeah. I, just, uh, I think especially right now with how skilled everyone is in Smite, you can't be doing that. Um, Yadiano, Diono, I don't know. I'm sorry, but I botched that. Uh, could that team just become an SPL team and perform well from Europe? No. Um, I think they would struggle in a similar way to the Valkyries. If they were in NA, maybe. Um, you know, I think that overall, you know, they, they, could, they could do well in SPL, but... As good as Terram, Angry, and Spudio have looked against SEC-level talent, um, it's really hard to say how they would do up against SPL-level talent. Spudio mm -hmm. has played in the SPL before, didn't do that well, but was in a rough situation where his support was playing, like, Apollo. Uh, so that wasn't Wait, easy. Boy. That was when Dardes was playing. That was when Dardes was playing, like, <laughs> Hunters. Dude, I was literally... I remember being like, they just want Spudio to fail. There's no... <laughs> it blew my mind. It, like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, the, the, he was just so... He was just so hosed in those games. There was no way he could have done anything. It's um, like boat this year. Just throw him on an island and just he does well. Bro, I'm sure Spudio would have rather been on an island than have Dardes on Apollo <laughs> in his lane taking all of his farm. <laughs> like, that would have been better for him. Um... But that was years ago, and Spudio, I'm sure, has become a, a better player since then in addition mm -hmm. to uh, all of his competitive experience. So um, it's hard to say. But I think uh, I think from Europe it isn't fair to say that they would automatically better be better than the Valkyries because um, I don't know if they would be. They probably, I think at they the probably beginning, 
I think at the beginning, like if they played right now, they might be better. But I think it's different when like Valk's been playing on EU ping all year and right. mentally has strongly affected them. So they might be better than Valk's like right now, right. just mental wise. But I think at the beginning of the year, if they played all year, I think they'd be in the same like mental spot that Valk's are in. Yeah. Which does unlucky. You know, it, it is what it is. All right, I've done the mental math, and I think the Valks would be better. But um, Oh, nice. Honestly, good math. Thank you. Well, I just went roll by roll. Um, oh, okay. And in my opinion, the Valks would be a little bit better. But maybe not, you know? Uh, that's that's a lot of assumptions. So, who knows? I'm excited to see them play. That's what we can leave it at, because it's impossible to say otherwise. Um, all right, with that, uh, wow, short episode here, Barry. we still got a topic to go over, and it's 45 minutes. I mean, you just kept talking, bro. What am <laughs> that's I what I do, man. That's all I do. That's literally what I'm paid uh, to do all the time. About, you talked about every NA team for, like, five minutes each. Sorry, Barry. You yeah, want to just my skip? You wanted to skip our last topic? I went back in my VOD and I watched like one set, one use. There you go. That's uh, that's all you need. All right, real quick, new map. Okay. How how impactful has it been in scrims and that kind of stuff? How 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 big of a deal do you think like this mist stuff is? Um, a pretty. I think honestly, it's gonna sound. St- kind of stupid and cringy but like every day i think people use the mist more than the day before mm. like i feel like when it first came out no one was using it at all and now i think people are occasionally using it you can this <laughs> one time in a rain game i popped a lantern and then stood behind the wall and this person like kept running through the <laughs> snow <laughs> trying to find me and they're like auto attacking in every direction so, so, you know, you can make, like, little bait plays with it and do, like, cute stuff. Um, but I think when group stage comes around, it will be pretty impactful. I think on land it will be more impactful as well. Like, you try to check Fire Giant, you see the lantern pop, and you're like, ah. Like, you don't really want to face check through that, because they can be hiding anywhere. Um, and also, for some reason, it just makes people play weird. I think people have been playing weird since it came out. I don't know why. It just seems like people have been lost. Um, and then in scrims, my team doesn't know which side of the map to go to. You know, for some reason, what? duo lane looks like solo lane. Solo lane looks like duo lane. Jake and Haddox were running to the wrong side of the map. I almost ran to the wrong side of the map. I don't know why, but people are doing that. Um, weird. Yeah, I like... I like the idea of the mist, um, but it's going to be very scary on land, I will say. Mm. That's going to be awesome. And also, I don't know why people played so differently now. Like, I swear, people play so weird now yeah. because the map's different. I'm excited for mist plays on land, dude. I'm going I'm to be whispering when someone's hiding in the, the mist, I'm gonna, and then I'm going to blow <laughs> someone's eardrums out whenever I yell that they get, that they get scared. People on my team, whenever setting up an ambush, people will whisper. Like the enemy team, like even if we're <laughs> scrimming, if we're like setting up an ambush, they will be like, "Get here, get here, get here, be quiet, be quiet." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they can't hear our comms. We're scrimming. That's really I, funny. I, I'm sure people are gonna do that on land too. Um, yeah. But overall, I like the changes and the art style. I think it's beautiful. Um, not even saying that because like I love Smite, but I genuinely think it's a really pretty map and well done. We love to hear it. Um, all right, that'll do it then. Oh, we got to do our random question of the week. Oh God. Okay. Uh, I actually thought of one. Um, I don't know if we've I don't know if we've done this one before or not. I feel like we've done everything ever under the sun. 
Uh, and that's why we need you to buy live tickets to buy tickets to our live show on Sunday, November 14th, so you can ask your questions live that we haven't asked in the past or that we have asked but are willing to answer again. Um, whenever you're feeling a little under the weather, Barry, oh, what were what were some old remedies that uh, that that your parents would give you back in the day that you still crave to this day whenever you feel a little sick? Uh, I will say my favorite over everything is butter and cinnamon on toast dude no way i made <laughs> i made the, okay i eat that one even when i'm not feeling uh, when, when i'm feeling fine i made that recently for uh sam uh because he uh-huh. had never heard of it uh it's cinnamon sugar right you do uh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah cinnamon Sorry, sugar yeah. right uh i made that for sam because he had never had it uh i made it for um who else did I make it for? I don't remember. Another player who was over, um, they had never had it, so I made some for them. Uh, it bangs. Yeah, it's perfect. It's such a good snack, man. It's such a good late night like treat. And also kind of a lower tier for me, but I don't know why, but like kind of just simple rice with like butter and salt and pepper on it. Mm-hmm. If I'm just like, if mm-hmm. my stomach's like feeling weird, mm-hmm. it's a very soothing, mm-hmm. enjoyable, is, is it, I don't even know if it's a snack, but it just feels good. It makes me feel happy. No, that's legit. Butter, buttered rice, clean. Barry, you, mm-hmm. this was a good episode for you as far as it comes <laughs> go. You, you. You, you were on point, buddy. Um, whenever I'm not feeling well, uh, I always crave ginger ale. Because that's what my dad would always oh. give me whenever I was feeling sick. Uh, I would always get some ginger ale to, to help calm that, my stomach. That is literally destiny. Like yep. every time her stomach ever hurts, John, can we get some ginger ale? John, please go to the store and give me some ginger ale. I'm going to the store and get some ginger ale. My stomach doesn't even hurt. It's like, uh, but I'm going to the store and getting some ginger ale after this. That's what I've it's decided. delicious. It's so good. Um, and also, uh, it, look, this is the most like cliche answer of all time, but a nice warm soup really does make mm-hmm. you feel better. A good soup. That'll, that'll help I, you out. Destiny was telling me the other day that like chicken noodle soup has like been proven to like make you feel better or something. Mm. I don't know if it was feel better like mentally or feel better fi- like physically with whatever's ailing you. Um, but yeah, it was like actual like soothing effects to chicken noodle soup there you go oh this is a key question in chat schweppes or canada dry (sighs) schweppes for me i think i'm schweppes as well yeah they're both good but i think i'm team schweppes that's that's where i'm at it's like 55 45 hit us please what said please make our tummies feel better (laughs) i know make our tummies feel better We'll, we'll push your products speaking of pushing products we don't have any title sponsors for this episode, but want to remind you guys, of course, about <laughs> heading over to manscaped.com slash back for 20% off plus free shipping and mintmobile.com slash backliners. Uh, you can get your uh, your monthly bill down to uh, to a much more reasonable point with Mint mm-hmm. Mobile. So make sure you're checking them out. And of course, uh, IP Vanish with uh, ipvanish.com slash back. Uh, you can get your, um, your VPN for the year for what? $64.99 a year? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's the play. So make sure you're doing that. Shout outs to, to all three of those uh, companies for helping sponsor the, the podcast. Uh, so make sure you're checking them out. Again, we'll be tweeting it out and talking about it next week on the podcast. But no, Sunday, November 14th, we'll be doing our first um, new edition 
of the live AMA where you can get involved and uh, and join the show and let your voice be heard. Um, really good way to support the podcast uh, would be to would be to do that. So if you're uh, if you guys are big fans, you can uh, you can be a part of the show and uh, and get a little NFT to remember your time with Barry. You're gonna say something. Do you know when the games start? Oh, they started eleven. Okay. Yeah, they started eleven. But- Cause I have a, a game Sunday second one, so I assume I'll we'll be back for the podcast. Yeah, or or Barry, we could like do the show together in person somewhere. Oh, for that for that speciality episode. Well, if if we beat the scarabs, you know, I'll I'll okay. feel like all it. Right, right. if not, you know, I might be feeling a little, might be feeling angry. Yeah, I don't want to get smacked talking about how the scarabs smacked you. Am I right? I'd be so sad, bro. Oh. Am I right? All right, thanks everyone for for watching and listening to the podcast. We appreciate you all. Sorry for the bit of a shorter episode, though it it was fifty two minutes or not exactly. Yeah, it wasn't 52. even a short episode. Why are you complaining, chat? Get over it, okay? We're going to leave when we want to leave. We want to leave right now. Barra, tell him bye. Bye. That was too nice. Do it again, but meaner. Bye. Nice.